My name is Gay Gabrolska, and I am the CEO of the Benson Avenue Company. We are a technology company with a patent portfolio, and our patent will help us distribute analog sound digitally. And uh, this is an invention from Terry Morgan, who's on the phone with us now. He's also the CTO of the Benson Avenue Company. And uh, Terry, why don't you just give us a quick uh, background of, of the problem and, and uh, how, how you discovered a solution? Yeah, great. Uh, my name's Terry Morgan. I've uh, been a musician for longer than I care to think about. I've uh, been an electronic <laughs> engineer for uh, 40 years, a software engineer for 30 years. Um, right from the beginning of digital music, uh, even back to the point where I was uh, teaching students how to build digital to analog and analog digital circuits 35 years ago, I realized that there was there was an issue with that particular kind of technology that were analog to digital conversion. Um, and it seems like everybody's known about it uh, over the past 40 years, 40 plus years, and a lot of musicians and a lot of artists have, have determined that it's an, it's not in their best interest to actually make digital music at this point. We know the resurgence of vinyl is there, um, and you can talk more about that, of course. Mm -hmm. um, but what I realized one evening, after thinking about it for many, many, many years, um, kind of, uh, as you were talking about, a big bang of uh, <laughs> inspiration... <laughs> Um, I came, I, I stumbled over, discovered, if you will, um, a solution to that, to that issue, to the issue of sampling and um, um, loss of resolution of, um, of the full audio spectrum that's available from vinyl, even with the vinyl limitations that vinyl has. And basically what we came down with the with the with the process of being able to take uh, a mechanical image of the original analog presentation or media and uh, turn that into a digital stream so we're not actually converting any music from uh, using current analog to digital and digital to analog reprocessing at the other end, we're not doing that at all. We're not using sampling in any of our processes. It completely remakes that sound, correct? Absolutely. The, yep. the, the, the total sonic quality of, of an of, of a analog signal is it literally is very mechanical to begin with anyway. It's a mechanical right. process. Audio is a high, is a completely mechanical process. So what we did was we by by sampling or by converting it to a digital set of context dependent references, is we got rid of the things that a completely mechanical or analog system would contain by by time slicing it up or sampling that that completely uh, pre present signal, that audio signal, we're leaving out, and it doesn't matter how many times you sample it or how many times you oversample it or whether you any of the current methods of 
of trying to create what they you know consider HD quality sound, you're still using sampling. And if you're using right. sampling, you're removing the sonic quality of the signal is gone. You're you're, you're recreating you know, it essentially, right? Well, yeah. Well, what ends up happening now, and a lot of musicians, a lot of audio people, they've been having arguments back and forth with this for years, at least the last 10 years that I know of, about um, peaking in the middle uh, frequencies of audio to make up for the, for the fact that analog to digital conversion removes certain fundamental frequencies or fundamental overtones or harmonics from the original signal. Okay. Yeah. But that that's readily apparent to anybody that's heard the original analog source that that's occurred. That it's called the noiseness wars. I don't know if anybody, if you, we've talked about it before. Yeah, we've talked about it. Yeah. So people, so, yeah, if it's if some if it's something that people are are interested in reading a little bit more about, um, I can reference that uh, yeah. um, and make sure that people have access to that too, because that was one of the things that that helped me understand. And I think, um, yeah, so uh, just to, to kind of a, a quick overview point is, is we, we you, your discovery and then your, the second patent uh, is basically, um, it's, it's a solution to the lack of high quality uh, digital audio that we, that we now experience. And we, we experience that through music, film and, and other media. And the, the challenge is that we gave up quality for portability, right? We gave up quality because you can't, um, you, you can't drive around with a record player in your car. You can't drag your records on the bus, right? So, <laughs> right? Or a 24-track uh, docoder uh, studio <laughs> recorder. No, it's very difficult. Yeah. I, think, I think the power supply itself weighs about 50 pounds. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they charge you extra seat on the bus for That's that, it. for sure. Yeah, so, I mean, so, 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 so we have the solution to the lack of quality and digitally distributed sound. That's, that's it, period. That's the main thing that, that we're trying to get out there. And you just you 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 started the discovery around 2015, right? When it, when you had that light bulb moment. Correct. Yeah. Right. Correct. Yep. And and then we you and I got together in early 2016, and um, uh, I was fascinated by it because I have the same love of music that you do. Absolutely. I yes. I think yeah I think that. Um, uh, there is nothing better than uh, a live show with quality musicians or, or a concert or a symphony or an orchestra. It just, it, to me, nothing sounds better. And it soothes me in a way that um, hearing something oversampled, digitized to the point of where it, it just doesn't sound right to me, right? Right. And, and that's one of the things that other, other musicians and other scientists, other audio people have already talked about. I mean, there's lots of um, information out there on the Internet is available. The TED Talk with uh, Bob Weir and their audio people that actually talked about the physical response of the human brain to sampled audio. 
it your brain knows that that that's not real it knows that you may not subconscious or consciously understand that but the the quality of the analog signal is meant to fill a space and it fills that space because it has a mechanical context that's been with us for millions of years really and when you you can't fool the human mind and it knows that it's going wait a minute something's missing and those things that are missing we've been used to listening to for again like i said millions of years okay yeah um, our 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 hearing is a survival uh, uh, uh feeling or what is it uh, uh sense that's how we survived was by here being able to hear the whole panoramic um, analog spectrum rather than having it contained because like we said, like you said before, it was expedient. Yep. It was a heck of an answer really though. I mean, it's based on the analog to digital conversion from the sixties, seventies, eighties that we know of now. It essentially hasn't really changed much. The technology itself, the process it might've gotten faster and slightly better hardware, but the actual process itself has not changed. Again, since I taught students how to make them, in the eighties. Okay. Um, it was, it was a great answer. It really was because you had to do something to convert that. But it, what people didn't understand was the original analog signal had a context. And when you remove that context to put it into another one, that's completely machine and context dependent. Okay. It, you're going to lose something. You're going to lose something. It's like, right. We've explained that before about uh, a picture of a painting or a painting. Okay, there's you can you can go to a museum and look at a painting, and you can you have its complete context. You have the frame, the canvas, the oil. You can see the brush marks. You can you can there's a dimensionality to it sometimes, and certainly the colors are always it's the painting. So therefore, your pre- representation is perfect. Well, you can take a the the best high definition picture you can take of that and it's a, it's leaving out information and the information mm-hmm. that it's leaving out is the context that that painting existed in now is the information that represented that painting in the photograph yes it is okay and like we've talked about before you and I video is it's different than audio it's different okay your mind can fill in the gaps pretty well with a picture where it refuses to do it with audio. The nice thing about our patents is that our, our latest patent actually is a proof of all the things that we're talking about. Right. Okay, that we can distribute analog quality sound digitally and have it recreated at the user end as an exact copy of that original analog signal. Not a manipulated uh, recreation. Nope. No sampling. Yep. Yep. And uh, and the nice thing about our process is it fits very nicely into all the current infrastructures that are available. And with the way I want to, I want to, I want to mention one thing because I, I, uh, well, two things, uh, Going back to uh, what we were saying earlier about how your mind knows uh, knows the difference, right? Um, and I'll I'll also uh, um, for everyone listening, I'll I'll also uh, put a 
uh, share a link to this uh, Bob Weir and Wiz Leonard TED Talk. Uh, certainly, um, the Grateful Dead were innovative in, in many ways um, uh, around technology and around sound, right? They had their own patents. So oh, these are, these are, yeah. Yeah. So these are two people who 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 are uh, who are um, significant and have experienced this evolution as well. Um, and um, I think so. So that TED talk I wanted to mention. I wanted to mention one other thing around that, like your mind getting kind of uh, played with. Uh, I have a very good friend um, here in Seattle, Gail uh, Gail Bissell, and she loves music. She loves uh, classical music. She loves um, uh, the old standards. She's a bit of a luddite. Um, <laughs> she's very much she's very much a luddite. Okay. Um, but but she started to. Uh, we were uh, a couple years ago when when uh, we were together for something, and we started to talk about it. And, and I was telling her, just hey, yeah, you know, uh, my friend Terry has discovered this, and we're in the process of getting the the uh, patent. And uh, what what when I was explaining it to her how it just sounds different she it blew her mind because she said i thought i was going crazy mm -hmm. she would listen to a cd or something being streamed a piece of music that she's heard hundreds of times mm -hmm. hundreds of times yep. either as far back and she's She's my age, so she's in her mid-50s. So she got to experience it, hearing analog music in her car. It was analog music that was on your transistor radio, right? right? So we, we heard it differently. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, and this is, a, so in any case, she was like, wow, I'm not going crazy. I'm not going deaf. This is really like, it sounds different. And my brain is recognizing that. That is a mind blow, right? Right. And and what when you talk that TED talk speaks to that very clearly. Um, and, and I think that's, um, that that's one thing where uh, we, we ran into trouble initially when we were talking to people about even when it was patent pending, we weren't even sure if we were going to get the first patent is that people come, people combat this uh, differently today than they did four years ago, four years ago, people would say that's impossible. That doesn't make any sense, right? That's impossible. That doesn't make any sense. That can be one category, right? Right. Um, and you're crazy. Yes, I am. Uh, <laughs> the, and, and another category uh, coming from people who really uh, came up in the digital age, musicians, producers, uh, recording specialists that came up in the digital age where they only knew digital, right? right. So then they refute back and say, it doesn't matter. Nobody notices the difference. This is much easier to use. It's much less expensive, blah, blah, right. blah, blah, blah. So, so those were the two things that we were, we were um, um, coming up against. So I think we look at uh, today compared to back then, I think that there's been a serious shift and people are understanding the difference and the importance of the difference. I, I agree with you. I, I remember that right at the beginning before we even had the any of the patents and the stuff we were still in the patent uh battle if you will um people, it was a battle oh, you can well, say that yeah 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 you've been in battle <laughs> <laughs> it was a um, battle 
Yeah, but we were we were well prepared. We 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 were well prepared for it. So I, you know, those are the kind of things that we had going for us. We all we all knew what the responses were going to be from the patent office because we had worked them all through. We spent right. a lot of time thinking through this. I hate to use the word thought experiments, but we ran them all. Okay. Yep. Even to and including our our uh, proof of concept um, hardware development that we did to prove that the. Uh, uh, geometric information can be generated on the fly by um, non-analog to digital conversion techniques. Okay, so that we can we can reproduce the geometric information, if you will, or the mechanical information at the user end. Okay, with with current technology. Okay, that's not to mention when we can be able to do development on the the end. Uh, recreation devices when it's you know when the processes are fully accepted okay for example let's say our our second patent with people would say well you can't print an analog mechanical signal or an analog literally a a, a, a vinyl record you can't print that yet well i know you can and they say well it wouldn't be playable it wouldn't sound very good i said no not right now but it will in two years the interesting thing is that we did talk to a lot of people where A, it was very important to them, and B, once they understood the basic concept, they went, that's a really cool idea. That's a very, very good idea, okay? I mean, we've had people jump up and down in excitement, okay? So mm -hmm. I, I count that as being pretty, pretty, you know, accepting of the idea. Um, but you're right, the the two schools of, Digital is good enough, which which I counter with. Then why are you continually trying to improve on it? We have an awesome, awesome attorney, Clark Puntigam, the second or third, maybe fourth. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but but he is he has been he has been um, excellent in in not only helping us guide through the patent process, but then also. Um, you know, uh, reaching out to a, a couple of his contacts to see uh, if we could uh, get someone interested to either license the patent uh, or uh, and license the patent with the ultimate goal being license the patent to create, to commercialize it, right? Mm -hmm. Because our goal is if you're a hardware manufacturer, um, uh, a phone, for example, this is this is as simple as having uh, a, a microchip within the phone that could change the way that everyone hears sound. Right, and until and until the entire um, process is adopted end to end by by the uh, by commercial users of the systems of music and things like that, the Amazons, the Spotify's, yep. things like that, until it's completely adopted and as part of the hardware um we're already we've already envisioned and worked and again that i mentioned the geometric profiling stuff that we did before um we can we can give that anal we can present that analog signal to people's hardware now with what we develop or what we would call a null modem or a null driver okay it, because we, it would say, well, there's no hardware there that we've specifically designed for yet. So we're going to use that mechanical signal to give you the best analog signal you can get. Okay. Mm -hmm. yep. It'll be far more impressive than even the best audio that's out there now. 
when we can fully adapt end to end with hardware on the user end, then it's going to be spectacular. It's going to be like listening to the best reel to reel tape that tape deck that you can get. Okay. In your car, on the bus, walking down the street, no, right. no 50 pound power supply in a, in a, in a radio flyer wagon behind you. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> so great. Again, we're not, we're not, we don't want to get rid of the production of vinyl and tapes and things like that as a market. We want to be able to supplant the growth of that market by giving people the same quality in a mobile situation. Okay. Or yep. a, a, a more convenient as, as in digital distribution, more convenient. Okay. More convenient and yeah. affordable. Yeah. But There'll come a time I, that I envision, and we've talked about this before, where, again, we're, when we're accepted end-to-end -end in the process, that, again, will include the recording studio and the mastering facility. We've, we spoke to the uh, record mastering people in Nashville and talked to them about how this will allow them to get rid of some of the limitations of a, of a final record, which there are some. I know people yeah. don't really talk about it very often, but... There are, there are even audio limitations to that, okay, which, we, which our process removes and still gives them maximum control over the mechanical process of mastering, okay? So yeah, everybody yes, was happy yeah. about it. They, what did the guy say? He said, there are going to be little statues of your company in every recording studio in the country. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather have uh, little bobbleheads of us. Bobbleheads. We can yes, talk about that later. Yeah, the bobbleheads. Mine's going to have a permanently broken spring inside, so it doesn't bob. Yeah, much. <laughs> okay. uh, but yeah, so Terry, um, this is great. I, I think, I hope it's not too heavy uh, for people, but I, I think, interestingly enough, when we, you know, when we're getting started here with the podcast around uh, the patents is to really get the right people um, interested and uh, uh, the right people who, um, who, who may be uh, able to help us push this forward. We've gotten, uh, you know, we've contacted every major tech company, hardware company, and um, it, 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 I think it's, um, we, we need to drive the demand for it. And that's one of these, the things I hope to accomplish with this podcast and with what we're doing on our website. Well, uh, As we move right from the beginning, Gabe, the more people that hear about this, the, the better off we do because nobody's, yep. we've had some negative answers or some negative responses to our, our, our processes and our, our, our idea, but we've not, the ones, it's really a small community of people that really would go, no, that's not a good idea because everybody else has said, yeah, that's a good idea. So, right. And then how do we do it? Yeah. Uh, and, and I think too, like if you think about it, being driven from the actual from musicians, or um, you know, again, when we talk about people who are in an industry um, where everything that they've experienced is, has been in a digitized era, era, right? Right. In a digital era, and that includes making films. Yep. Like I, if you go back and 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 yeah, it, it, we could films. Let's put let's mark the tape on that. That'll be yeah. another yeah. Uh, future podcast. Oh, so. yeah. Because you know, well, this is so. In summary, we have the a solution to 
digitally distribute through existing channels analog sound. That's in summary, right? That's it. So, Terry, thanks uh, for, for jumping on. I always enjoy talking about our patents and what we're trying to do. Do you mind wrapping up with just a, a overview of, of uh, what, what, what drove you to this and, and what continues to drive you to want to see this solution be ubiquitous, ubiquitous throughout the world? Um, it's always good talking to you, Gay, and uh, um, anytime. Um, I've been, I think, the biggest part of my life uh, that I know of, besides, again, my wife, and my kids, country, if you will, um, is uh, music. Uh, I, I don't remember a time in my life when there wasn't music around from my parents, grandparents, my aunts and uncles, the community I lived in. Um, music to me is, is, I don't, I can't even imagine a world without music. Okay. I think it's one of the greatest things that the human race has ever done to be able to externalize its, its own inner thoughts in a, in a musical or melodic way. Uh, I love uh, Robert Fripp's statement that music is the sound that silence makes because it wants to be heard. Okay, so it, it was, it's always been very important to me. Uh, I lived through the, the golden age of live concerts in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Uh, saw all the big bands, and it was all, heard all the music on vinyl analog tape and the way that it impacted me I realized that it, that was never going to happen to my grandchildren or my children even but my, especially to my grandchildren and I think all of that music that I heard and all those people that made that music they deserve to be heard completely and it's it's always bothered me and I, I obviously I'm not alone because vinyl isn't is People keep buying more and more vinyl every year, okay? So I think it's important that, I think people gave up on that, uh, of trying to find a solution to the loss of quality from the analog to digital systems. I think they said, it's well, it's good enough. Well, it's not. It's not to me, it's not to a lot of musicians, it's certainly not to a lot of audio engineers. And as we've talked about before, it's, it's certainly not okay with the human brain. And I think music is far too important to us to just let it go. Okay, so I think we're hitting our uh, one of our original goals with the podcast, uh, which is to keep uh, keep this just a little bit shorter than the average Grateful Dead song. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> is that with drum, is that with drum solo or without drum? Solo? We're going to edit out the drum solos because otherwise this this would be an hour long. Um, Cool, man. I really appreciate uh, talking to you. Tell Mickey I said, hey, I'm going to give her a holler later. Okay.